This is Carl Newman, movement double for Michael Keaton in the 1989 Batman movie. And you're listening to superhero stuff you should know. Welcome to a very special episode of Superhero Stuff You Should Know. This is Ben Juan, the man who knows too much about Batman. I'm running the show solo today, but I'm not alone, as you can see. It is the 33rd anniversary of a movie that's near and dear to our audience's hearts, which is the 1989 Batman film directed by Tim Burton. And I have a very special guest to help celebrate with me. One of the things that fans of this movie love is the physical presence of Batman in this movie. Specifically, the way he moves, the way he walks. It's still very much a creature of the night while also being the movements of a man who's athletic and fit enough to wear so much black rubber he can't move his neck, but he can still fight crime and save Gotham wearing it. And while Michael Keaton is, of course, the face of Bruce Wayne for that movie, it was not always him in the Batsuit. And the presence of the Dark Knight really couldn't have been fully achieved without the work of this man we have here today, I'm honored to introduce Michael Keaton's movement double in the bat suit, Carl Newman. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Ben, and uh, hello to everyone out there. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's an honor and a privilege to have you here. Uh, unfortunately, Andrew couldn't make it, but I already know you'll give us plenty of content, and I think our viewers will be shocked at how many of the movie's iconic Batman shots are not actually Michael Keaton. They're you. So yeah, I, think, I really want yeah, to I think in, in many ways, you know, I was a bit of a, a hidden person to, to a certain extent, but that's that's mm -hmm. been uncovered and it's fantastic to really share what I was involved with. Yeah, of course. So I, I really wanted to take the time to to honor your work on this, to to dive deep into the film to recognize your your work on this. So it's for so this kind. week we have uh, a graphic. Our episode is Interview <laughs> with Batman, Carl Newman, <laughs> Michael Keaton's double art. Again, by one of our fans, artist Aaron Quinn, whom you can follow on Instagram at Aaron Quinn Productions. That's Aaron with one A and two R's, uh, nice. Quinn Productions on Instagram for anybody out there who's interested. So uh, real quick, this is you in the bat suit here from the famous Herbert's photo shoot. You were the only double featured there, I believe. Yes, I was very, very fortunate um, to be there. I mean, he's someone I, I greatly admired. I loved a lot of the American photographers and uh, he was someone I'd actually been to his exhibition. So how surreal to actually then be posing in front of his uh, his camera. It, it was a dream come true in another way as well with the Batman awesome. story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now this is a this is a very famous photo shoot among Batman 89 fan, so to find out that this is you as well, this just kind of adds more and more to the whole like, oh, like just this is how much you were involved with with uh, <laughs> the special movie. So uh, kind of moving back then, before all this, you started out as a dancer. So tell us about your dancing background and how you came to be a part of the 89 Batman movie. Yeah, so my background is is very interesting that I... I was very fortunate that I did a lot of sports at school. I majored in a lot of those and won the sports prize. I was very much into music. I played the drums from an early age, very much into rhythm. Uh, the drums were actually a pivotal part because I played for a dancing school. And mm. 
we're having a social and I was dancing and they thought, wow, you know, this, this guy can move. We, we should encourage him to do more. I then started doing some dance with a particular school, but that then led on to another school which uh, specialised in contemporary and classical ballet. And I was with them for some years uh, doing some wonderful performances around Leicestershire at some well-known theatres. And then my friends were going off and auditioning for uh, specific colleges. And I really wanted to be more in the commercial scene. So in the jazz, uh, modern sort of style like Gene Kelly. So I yeah. went to a very, very good uh, college called Lane Theatre Arts in Epsom in Surrey. I did three years training there in all the different facets, the, all the different styles, part of the national tap, jazz, ballet, you name it. We did acting and singing as well. And then fortunately, being at college, we were allowed to do certain engagements to get our equity card, our union card. So I would go off and do certain things, gaining these weeks on my card. And then when I actually graduated, we were out in the big wide world, I then signed up to some agents. Mm. One of those agents was one called Dancers, and I believe they were the most established, uh, earliest one to set up in London. They took me on their books. They told me about the Batman movie. And the first initial thing was that I went to Pinewood Studios and met the first assistant director, Derek Cracknell. That seemed to go very well. I left. I never heard anything later on, but then some month or so down the line, I got this call. I was sharing digs with some other dance students, got this call. Carl, can you come in and put the suit on, come back to Pinewood <laughs> uh, Studios and, and literally show us what you can do? And that was just the excitement was coursing through my veins. I, I was just so thrilled to be going back. And what I then did was that I met the wardrobe team so I met the Batman suit wranglers you know I met William Todd Jones, Day Merge and of course uh, Vin Burnham a, a very mm -hmm. key figure in in sculpting the the cow you know working alongside Bob Ringwood mm -hmm. and I think that the viewers listeners will find this extremely funny what what can you do in the Batman costume when yes when you're in you know the the corridors where you just run up and down and they all loved how I looked in the suit. They, they were particularly happy how the cow fitted around my um, bone structure and the chin. Um, they, they felt I fitted the suit well. And I couldn't really do a great deal, Ben, but it was then waiting for them to call me on to the recreation of Gotham City, onto the back lot. And then that's when I had that wonderful moment of meeting Tim Burton he was uh, such a lovely guy. He was very welcoming. And he just wanted me to show him what I could do. So I was throwing myself all over the place, you know, running, jumping, whatever I could do at that time. In the battle. Yeah, I waited on the sidelines. <laughs> and then they tapped me on the shoulder and said, we'd like you to stay. And then that Perfect. was the start of my journey. Yeah, I was going to ask if this bat suit is as heavy as... <laughs> And as uncomfortable as its reputation has suggested, it is. It's it's it is heavy. It's cumbersome. It's sort of restricting. I'm sure you will have seen that with the, the various documentaries that are out mm -hmm. there. How um, Michael struggled with it, and I, even Tim wore it, and Bob Ringwood. But 
I think for me, you know, it was just nothing, not not without, you know, trying to be clever here. I mean, dancers are masochists, really. They're, they're <laughs> the athletes of God, as Einstein quoted. But I think for me, I was so used to wearing various costumes anyway throughout my career. And putting this on was the ultimate costume because, you know, it makes you feel invincible. I'd always loved Batman as a child growing up with the uh, Adam West series, but to actually wear this costume was the ultimate and it didn't faze me. It didn't bother me. I just got on with it without trying to sound clever. I, I just thought, you know what, bring it on. I just, just love being in this suit, the whole thing, how it made you feel so strong and powerful and, and you could do anything, you know, you could just, turn your hand to anything basically awesome yeah I, I imagine in terms of the the effect of wearing something like that which i'm sure is the effect that it has on on the character on the character of bruce throughout it so uh, yes that's awesome uh we also have a few couple of the headshots here of you at the time when uh, yeah. you went in for this and yeah. yeah we're going to to dive into the movie <laughs> fantastic so we're going to go I mean, into these the ben, These, Ben, were just done, um, you know, you have all these professional shots done sometimes with these guys in studios. And mm -hmm. this was a very keen amateur guy that uh, I sort of befriended. And, and we were in Greenwich, of all ah. places. And th these these shots served me well. You know, they were very natural poses as you, as you want. And I left mm -hmm. these actually that same day that I went in for that fitting you know with the suit so it's ah, got a definitely. nice significance for me in that sense you know definitely these were the ones that got me the bat suit. these were the ones yeah <laughs> awesome so we're gonna go into the movie in the chronological order of the movie which i understand is not the same order of when it was shot but uh you know the funny thing about starting this order i realize is that the first time chronologically where we would have seen you and some would say should have seen you is in a shot that isn't actually the final cut so we're actually going to start with that uh our main surviving evidence of this is from a script excerpt that i'm going to read that carries over into the novelization as well as a photograph uh courtesy i believe of sean reeves of reeves fx who's also you know a former guest of the show and another friend of yours among the fans he is. He is and great. so I'll, great guy. I'll read the script here on it just to sort of set the the context of what this is so uh, as we all know, the beginning of the movie is the, the the two muggers who attack the family. And then when the mom screams, we were supposed to cut to the Gotham Cathedral, the cathedral that we see at the end of the movie. And the script describes, quote, a darkly ornate Gothic anomaly, old city cathedral, once grand, long since boarded up. Stone gargoyles gaze down from their shadowy rooftops. Mom's scream, uninterrupted from the previous scene, echoes up. And one of the gargoyles moves and yes. there you are there so, i am <laughs> so share with, us, share with us your story on this deleted shot which for podcast only yes. listeners we're looking at a shot of batman next to gargoyles on top of the gotham cathedral that we were supposed to see in the opening yes well this this was incredible because as you can see from that pose that that pose in itself it is something unique you know there's a lovely sort of shape there and i remember assuming this position which kind of a, a bit yoga-ish a, a dance type pose we call that like a spinal stretch really how that is on the floor and as we alluded to with the suit previously that the suit 
did have that tendency to want to pull you down or restrict you and I was fighting against that force um, and that was I say if you like my skill as a dancer that you know you put your your body through these pressures but what I loved was the fact that I held this position for what seemed like hours and these minimal kind of turns with maybe the the shoulders a bit of the back the, the head it just had, had this sort of you know, surreal and, and very interesting uh, look to it. And I remember Annie, um, head of wardrobe, she had been to Rush's and she said, Carly, it just looks amazing. And I I think you know yourself when, you, when you're doing something, especially as a dancer, performer, you, you know if something feels right or, or if it doesn't, you know, you want to go again or whatever, like with various takes. But it just felt so great, you know, that I was in control of that pose, that position. Mm -hmm. And what I was doing with my minimal movements, but it it just gave that wonderful feeling that wow, this, this is a gargoyle that that moves. Mm -hmm. And so the feedback I was getting from Annie was that it looked amazing in rushes that this would go ahead. And so when I went to the screening and didn't see it, I, I was just I was kind of devastated in a way because of how much I fought to get that to work to look. You know, in my mind, even though that's only a seen as a small thing for me it was very beautiful and, and it took a lot of dedication and, and work to, to get that to look right so i was very disappointed when it, it wasn't shown yeah it's a shame uh because this looks this looks amazing this is the first time we've shown this shot on the podcast and i'm sure it might be the first time for a lot of the viewers on this so uh yes. it's it definitely was something that i remember reading the script and being like, oh, that would have been really cool instead of what we got with just like little animated Batman just walking. Yes. <laughs> so I didn't realize that it was actually shot until the no. the interview you had with Batforce where that was mentioned and, and this, this photo came out. I'm like, whoa, okay, they actually did this. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of conjecture as, as you, you're saying there. Ben. And, and I think the thing is that, you know, there's some people saying, well, oh, the, re the reveal shouldn't have been until later. But... You know, for me, the animation stuck out like a, a sore thumb. I mean, yeah. it, it, it just looks so wrong. It looks so wrong with the context of the movie and how how slick and, and gothic and dark and all those wonderful elements that it had. And to put in that animation and um, Miranda, who we'll, we'll mention later, she was with me at the screen at the screening and she's, she's like, couldn't believe this is someone from a design background who was incredibly successful and said, I can't believe they've used that animation. It was just so bad. So I think I've, I've learned later that uh, Tim did regret not using it. That's that's what I believe is the truth. And I, I think it was a big mistake personally, not because I wanted an extra shot, but because <laughs> really I think it's for the, the feel of that, that intro. Yeah, it, it, I remember it being criticized as well. And I think that if we can just get that footage from the WB Vault, just kind of edited it back in and then trying to give yes. you an alternate thing on HBO Max to watch, we, we'd oh, all please. really love to see that. Please, I'd, I'd just love to see it. Because as we know, how beautifully it was lit, the movie, um, you know, that whole sort of presence there with the gargoyles and everything, it, it just looked beautiful. And uh for me, it, 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 it was a mockery, really, not to have that in and use the animation. 
Yeah, I mean, I also love that it's at the cathedral. I think it's sort of implied in the movie if you've read the scripted stuff, but it's not super clear. And here, it's it's very clear. It's the familiar gargoyle there. It's it's sort of it's a nice bookend. It is. It is definitely, and and I think it would have led in then to the next uh, sequence as well. It would have been beautiful because it would have been as though Batman then he he knows what is going on. He's made that move then to 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 get more access, if you like, mm-hmm. to, to the muggers then, and uh, you know it, it would have just flowed in my mind anyway. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, we did still see uh, <laughs> you pretty much right afterwards so the first real physical version of batman rather than an animated one is still you so here we are with this This shot of good this is the one yes and uh this this takes me right back to how that was all happening you know and and being winched up on ropes, having the curvy wires the harness uh, around my waist and uh, i think when i was uh, with the Bat Force radio interview, I, I, I may be um, kind of compromised on how many takes. I think this was quite a number of takes on this one, maybe something like 17. And that wasn't necessarily me. It, it was the fact that, you know, this had to be so perfect. And, and it yeah. might be that the guys flew me in at the at the wrong angle or the wrong speed. But um, and and of course you want to cover everything, don't you? So you you have these extra takes for for lighting and everything else. But but what I really loved was the fact that as a dancer we used plie, that the bending of the knees in in ballet and and also in jazz, and I was able to do that lovely softening of the knees when I landed, and then lower that cape very very slowly. And uh, I think from what I've I've heard in auditoriums, everybody went mad when this this happened yeah. it was like wow that is one hell of a an opening shot in that sense you know the the, the figure the, the silhouette of, of batman you know landing and, and just everything about it you know just it's beautiful superb. it's beautiful yeah, it, so, it's so proud just, of that one yeah, yeah we, have, we have a closer look right here um for one of the other photos that you've shared of of you coming down with that i can see how like a lot of things could go wrong in the making of that if we don't have it just right to yes. to make it feel like this phantom of the night has just arrived. I think you can see as well, Ben. I'm pointing my my Nikes as as much as I am I can. <laughs> because <laughs> I, I think if you if you come down with very much a sickled foot, you know, or just the the feet sort of flat, um, you know, it, it loses a bit of the the, the shape. The symmetry, and uh, again, that's a dancer's thing where we, we very much brought up and pointing our feet, um, and just again, it gives that lovely um, fluidity and, and symmetry. Um, but yes, I, I, it's lovely to be able to see it close. Um, yeah. and it was only in in magazines and things later that I was able to get th- this kind of closeness because uh, yes, before you see it, it's it's more distant and it gives that lovely. Uh, atmosphere doesn't it definitely definitely and this is also you with the first this time is me as closer. well this is yes. me as well and um would you like me to explain how that happened uh please do because this was shocking to me because i always thought because we kind of see the face that this was michael but it turns out that wasn't the case at all no no i can assure you that's me and <laughs> that, that was um a lovely sequence where you know, initially what I did, I was on this plinth, um, this raised plinth, 
and then Tim went through what he wanted with the cape, how I, how, how I would bring that out. Uh, again, it, it, it gives a wonderful feeling, a, a flow to the Batman character. But then what I would do is I would jump from here. It was quite high. And I would jump down to crash mats below because you do see me. This is this whole sequence where you see me here. And then mm -hmm. I jump down. And then that next part is Michael where he just flaps the cape. When, it, when ah. it's going to the muggers. So that part's Michael, but this is all me here, the opening and the jump. And as I say, that that was, again, you know, you can take it for granted that, you know, just jumping down something, it's easy. But when you've got the Batman costume on, you can't crumple, you can't roll over. Yeah. It's, you've got to really put yourself through it so that that's, again, it's it's symmetrical, it's it's elegant, it's got that flair, that flow. And that's that was my my credentials, if you like, that I, I wanted to have and, and bring to this. Absolutely. Like even what you mentioned earlier about like having your Nikes pointed a certain way. All that yes, kind of stuff. I, I wouldn't think about that because no, I don't have that see, background. Yeah, I think well, things can get forgotten, you see. And that that's the differences with stunt guys per se and dancers. And, and you know, I did. I did verge into stunt territory, which will come out later. Um, but, but you know, they're, they're the differences that they're things that you grow up with, that you, you adhere to throughout your working career and, and your training, that everything has to be right, you know. And I, I was very much a perfectionist anyway. And, um, you know, I, I wanted to, to give everything to this, which I feel I couldn't have given any more in many ways. <laughs> Only the fact of not having my seat, some of my bits deleted. <laughs> <laughs> my seat deleted. But no, it, it, uh, it just had that flow. And I think the fans have, have been so kind and, you know, they've picked up on all these elements. Yeah, no, it's it's fantastic to sort of, continue doing the the deep dive and finding out all these little these little anecdotes that we just didn't know or we might have taken for granted uh in terms of just how how much work goes into putting together these beautiful shots like this that we remember so much yes and um, i think if if you're that if you are that way as well you know it, mm -hmm. it means such a lot you know if you if you're very proud and you're you're you know, you strive for the for the best always. I think that that all comes out in your work. You know that, that you want everything to be so proficient and and elegant and smooth. And it's the same with the photographs, Ben. I mean, when I was posing in front of Herb, I mean, what he loved was that I was doing some of my own poses as well with with the fingers. You know, like a, a sort of a prayer position. Oh, yeah. All these other things there so you know th these are things in your repertoire which may get missed by others but you know I, I think it was very much me this whole thing that i was able to tap in to all the different layers of carl newman and the different facets that i'd sort of gained through doing all the various things i've done so mm -hmm. that you you're able then to just put your stamp on things really of course definitely and i'm not sure if anyone has shared this out to you, Carl, but this image that you helped bring to life of, of Batman arriving, confronting two men on a rooftop, it's almost the exact same image that introduced the world to Batman in the first comic book image, first comic book panel of Batman yeah. Detective Comics number 27 that we have right here. 
Wow, I mean that's it's just pretty incredible, isn't it? Really, <laughs> I just I am I'm I'm just blown away. I really am. It's just yeah. uh, all these various these connections. It's, it's yes. just so beautiful to know. It really is. I thought um, I thought you'd appreciate that. They, yeah, just specifically even not just the the scene, but also just the the idea of the cape being like wings in a way that's sort of drawn like that in the comic, but brought to life in the movie. It's it's really comes down to to how you brought the the cape up like that in the way that it, it flows mm -hmm. and and everything. It's, well, it definitely brings us to life. I'm very touched. I'm, no, I, I, I'm. It's just thrilling to know this, and uh, you know, <laughs> it, it's, again, it's just part of me. You know that 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 that's all how I am. You know, in life and have been that that. Um, you know, I, I just want to give the very best in everything. You know, and it, it means everything to me. Never to have been casual or. or you know, just half-hearted or whatever it might be, it has to be everything and more with me, you know, in that sense. I think we definitely appreciate it. We, <laughs> that, that comes through in every every shot that we're going through. And we're only a few ones into this, but every single one of these is just, it's just a masterful shot, not just behind the scenes, but also in front of the camera in, in what you did in, in the Batsuit and help shape so many of our perceptions of, of how this character, you know, presents himself to the world and to the criminals element and, and becoming this creature of the night and stuff. So it's, it's, it's definitely appreciated by all of us. Mm. I'd say it's very much appreciated by me as well to, to know this. It really is. It's so uh, this, this comparison here, I'll bring up a few comparisons here because it's not the only comic book comparison that I've uh, decided to surprise you with, but uh, <laughs> oh, wow. I am surprised. <laughs> <laughs> this is from uh, Batman online uh, friends of ours over at Batman online. I helped contribute to an article on, the different uh, comic book influences on the 89 Batman movie. And this was one of the, the comparisons that uh, they've brought up for a while. And um, it's my honor to, to bring this to the attention of the man in the Batsuit in the shot. Oh, wow. oh, so. I'm just, I'm so, you know, overwhelmed with it. It's, it's incredible. It's just incredible. <laughs> no. yeah. if, if you want, I'll, I'll send you the, the picture of this so you can post about it oh, too later on. Please. No, it's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so yeah. much. Absolutely. So uh, the next time we see you in the film, is outside of Axis Chemicals here, you're the Batman in front of the big Axis sign, sweeps the cape in that beautiful, majestic way, but you have a story on how this shooting this was actually somewhat dangerous. Yes, incredibly dangerous. Even actually getting to the rooftop, would you believe, was hazardous <laughs> in its own way. I remember that it was quite an open uh, staircase to, to climb up, and, um, you know, that, that, was, that really got... Uh, the white knuckles going if you like sure. <laughs> climbing up but, th but then I got to the top and it, it was everything that was more troublesome in the sense that yeah we've got the neon sign there haven't we we've got dry ice um, there was cables everywhere on the top it was wet it was also very windy and the wind was again was behind me so uh, I had to be so careful and would you believe there was no safety measures on this? So I, <laughs> I could have, I could have literally slipped over the edge, and that would have been good night Vienna. I mean, it really was that serious. And, and people, people can say, "Well, you've got the bat suit on, you would bounce, or you would be okay." But no, seriously, uh, I was. Yeah. <laughs> there was a petrified sort of element there of. You know, I, I, I want to live a lot longer here, please. And um, of course. You know, so what I did, I 
I had that brain where I thought, you know, we, we measure this out like a, a bowler in cricket and we measure out how many strides, paces it would be to get to the edge. And uh, Peter McDonald, the second unit director, was was directing this scene. And he'd got this megaphone and he would he had this thing of calling me a batty, you know, just to be a bit funny. <laughs> but he would say, just just literally run to the edge, you know, make it very theatrical with your cape. And then you sort of turn and go away. But I thought, well, yes, but if I just slip, you know, that that's it. You know, I don't think it'd be too too worried but um mm. as i say I, I measured those paces out and i did with with lots of things but i'm i i perfected it and i i did it practice it over and over again and then i knew when i would be able to stop uh and then do the necessary look and and then the, the theatrical turn and and go away but it was it, it was a very frightening moment in that sense that as i say there was there was nothing to protect me if i had a had a fall mm. but the thing as we know is it, it brought out such an incredible um movement there you know and that sequence it, it, it's it's uh, i was extremely proud to have done that knowing what was ahead of me really and uh, you know it, it's the, the way it was lit everything it, it it had that sort of phantom element didn't it in a mm. sense it does it does and it's also one of the the memorable shots from this movie to me of uh again like cementing in my mind upon first seeing this this is how batman moves there is no other way it's never been topped in my opinion either in terms of the the movements of, of batman and i also think it's in an interesting way the adrenaline that you probably experience from that is also probably true to what the character would feel i we were going through the production design concept art for this movie yeah. and and anton first had commented on being sort of the first to create sort of that abyss in the bat yes. cave with the yes. idea that this is a character who is almost always living on the edge almost always in danger and that type of thing yes. and i think you got to experience that firsthand <laughs> in this this part yes and i think you know in many ways as you've said there ben that, that, that you know that adrenaline it, it, it does come through and it, and it does create all these wonderful facets then doesn't it of, of the batman you know that that he, he is on edge he has all this and and yeah it, it creates even more and that that communicates then to the audience doesn't it you know that, that mm -hmm. that's happening yeah absolutely so uh we have you in these beautiful shots but you also helped out behind the scenes uh at one point with other things so uh, we have information here. We have the call sheet that we're showing, but you helped out the actors playing the Joker gang by showing them how to do the mime movements outside the city hall scene when Joker shows up to kill Recorso. So uh, how did this come about? Well, it was thought that um, with this scene, the goons doing these mime movements that, you know, how can we, how can we approach this? You know, because in many ways, they wouldn't know. They would have seen certain things maybe on television, whether it was a Marcel Marceau moment mm -hmm. or other things when dance crazies came in. But but really, there wasn't an overall sense that they would know what they were doing. And then it, it was mentioned, well, let's get Carl on board here. So I had a word with um, the production and said, yeah, I, I would love it because, again, 
this is all part of what I've experienced through my training, but also in the social side of dance, because all these things came through in, in the club scene as well, you know, the robotics and the mime and various things. And I thought, this is so me as well, please let me do it. Mm-hmm. So we went into a mirrored studio with all the guys and I, I would think of the very over the top movements. So, you know, like they're just going up to, yeah. to the, you know, and, and putting your face and this, this kind of thing or pulling the rope and you know all these kind of things so yeah it was very over the top but the guys just took to it like ducks to water you know the, the one was doing like a skating type thing and you mm-hmm. know the rope and as i say that that wall thing and and we were just there and we just practiced and then i think again you know when that scene w- was shot it, it just creates everything doesn't it you know we've oh, got it creates a great atmosphere it, to it yeah it's got a sinister but a, a sort of a goofy element to it that what are these guys doing you know it's so so over the <laughs> top but, but they just and it works and it's probably a great foil for jack then isn't it as well you know it, mm-hmm. it creates um, good distractions for him so yeah um i mean it, it's wonderful that you know i was allowed to have a, a multi sort of um involvement with this movie you know the 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 photography the 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 movements and then some mime advising choreography if you like so that that was just that was just a dream for me to be able to you know be given these opportunities it's 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 what you wish for you know And, and maybe if i was there earlier on and and whatever you know i could have added even more but then i'm grateful for for everything i did anyway you know but it's I could certainly tap into my resources, <laughs> if you like, and, and bring yeah. out these things. I think it also goes to show for you know our, our listeners and our audience how how much dance plays a role into making this movie special that we really didn't think about upon uh, upon first viewing. And it's not something that off the top of our heads uh, we think that much about. But when you know we've got this breakdown with you describing this aspect, or even having to train the mime movements. I'm like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. No wonder, you know, there's a level of authenticity to the mimes. Like they kind of, they can't really come across as goons pretending to be mimes. They actually have to have real movements in order for them to realistically blend in in the background right before the shooting starts. Yes, I think there's more conviction there, isn't there? There's more Mm -hmm. uh, realism there because of that. And I think that's, that's the beauty of, of, of dance that it's able it, you're able to to give this to, to a movie or whatever you know that mm-hmm. it, it can be overlooked and, and people can compartmentalize and say well you're not actually dancing in the costume are you and you say well no it's, it's just the fact that you know how to hold yourself because the thing is that why was I brought in because Sean Sean McCabe was was brilliant at mm-hmm. what he did um, but you see, it just shows that there was something missing. And, and this is where a, a dancer's stature and, and the lift through the spine and how you're holding yourself, how you're, how you're moving, brings in all these other grace elements. You know, you can't just get an actor and, and say, well, OK. I mean, they can, they can do well with serious training like Travolta did in Saturday Night Fever. But, uh-huh. you know, for the greater part, you know, it, it's... It takes a lot, you know, and I think I'd always prided myself not just on the dance, but on my athleticism because I'd done mm-hmm. 
a lot of running and jumping um, with athletes and and uh, with sports uh, concerns. So that all helped as well, getting that fluidity. And so yeah. it's a very conscious thing of if you know how you are holding yourself or what you're doing without it being too, you know, stylized, if you like. Of course, yeah, and and I think it's the the poise, the everything you just described uh, in terms of wearing that suit creates that sort of feeling of being a wraith, of being the phantom of the night that, as I said, like it, it just, it has not been topped and you kind of feel that it's missing in the other interpretations, at least to me personally. I, th I think the, the latest one has come slightly close, but still like I always kind of come back to this one in terms of not just art direction, but certain elements of it and just the way Batman moves in this is to me still the quintessential way in live action made all the more impressive considering it's probably the heaviest version of the suit <laughs> in live action uh, in live action history so uh, that's it's, it's a testament to um you know to your work and, and everyone else who's, who are in the bat suit in this movie as well yes no well, that's that's really kind and i think yeah you, you um and I've, I've seen the evolution if you like with the with these subsequent movies but no, I, I think, and I'm not the kind of person that just defends myself, but I'm, I'm very, very critical of myself as well. But I, I just know that you you just can't do it in, in other ways. It just doesn't work. And, and, and I think we, we were very, very lucky that all the magic ingredients were there. And um, it, it was just wonderful because really for me, it was just the dream ticket because I I never fitted in, if you like, into certain, the, the, there was certain cliques with, with the dancing uh, jobs that, that were around that I was involved with. But for me, I was always striving and I'd always been more of a maverick kind of person. You know, I like to be in and out of various assignments. But for me to get this, it, it was literally without being sort of cliched or, or, or whatever, uh, doughy-eyed I, I just think it, it was it was my my calling you know that I was able to have all these elements in reserve with with my background and I was able then to bring these to the fore so it was the ultimate thing for me and I think it was destiny and karma or whatever you want to say <laughs> that I was meant to do this I really was meant to do this movie uh, it felt that way anyway it just it really did I think, uh, yeah, I mean, this, the, a lot of the special moments here just wouldn't have been the same without what you brought to it. And one of those, continuing on to the next part we see with you in the Batsuit, is when you get into the Batmobile with Kim Basinger. This is actually you in the Batsuit jumping into the Batmobile. And to us, you know, just watching it, you made it look very easy, but share with us how it wasn't really as easy as it looked. No, because that cockpit, as, as people would know, that have actually sat in that Batmobile, um, seen the dimensions. It, it's very, very tight. <laughs> and <laughs> it's all this expression of, of shoehorning yourself in, into that Batmobile. But I think for me, what I what I was thinking of, and I've done some gymnastic sort of movements and things at home, and I love Bruce Lee, how he had his legs always, you know, at the right angle and things. But I... 
I thought, how can I get into this and make it really slick and smooth? So I put my hands on, on the side of the cockpit and I'd sort of whip my legs glued together and then I'll pull it up for in a very swift sort of movement, I, I would I would push the cape back and it was just like the momentum. It was literally like I just slid in. But it, it wasn't easy because th there was the tendency that you might jag something you know jar something that the, the, the cape made juddy uh, as well while you were doing it but i perfected it so that i did as i say i held the sides of that cockpit and just whizzed in and then i i literally just did it with with force and speed so that the momentum carried me down into that and as i probably said with my post you know people can possibly take this for granted you know that oh it's it's not really anything that's not but it is i can assure you because you've got the full costume on you you, you mustn't sort of jar or snag anything or judder um it's got to be fluid and and you can see how quick it is as well that, that that's that's happening there mm -hmm. and um just just love doing it i really did it, it it was just a wonderful feeling to get in there <laughs> I, I love what you did with the cape as well because like it, it just sort of there's a bit of the swish and then it just disappears once you go right down and just that's, all views that's down there exactly there's a smoothness to it yes because again you know that that could that could potentially be left behind if you like or left left out you know but it, it's this thing about you know like a, a drummer has this independence with with the limbs uh, mm -hmm. and i think because i've done drumming and, and I, I was able to if you like and dancers do that as well you know i was able to think well yeah i'm not i'm not going to sort of get stuck here and and do it robotically that oh I'm, my, my legs are going in you know i was able to do that without even thinking almost you know to whiz it's like a natural movement if you like to to whiz that cape back um and then slide in and uh yeah i was just i was so thrilled how how it's quick it was you know and that that's yeah, what you would need with great. batman he, he would need to be so efficient Exactly. It's the efficiency in, in the movement as well that, that creates that, that presence, even in like short shots like this that we're looking at right now, with you getting into the bat in the, in, with you getting to the Batmobile cockpit and stuff. I, I think the people who you said are just like, that's it. They've never had to wear 90 pounds of black rubber and get into a small cockpit <laughs> on, no. on camera and make it look good. So Yes, you know. I would I would say, you know, have a go. It, it, it really isn't it really isn't easy. It's it's uh, but that's that's part of my makeup, you know, it is mm -hmm. to make a make a, a an amazing costume and that character efficient and slick and, and uh, you know, it's they literally want to get away. So that that's the feeling here that you know, come on, mm -hmm. get in, Vicky, we'll we'll, we'll go now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, it's 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 perfect. So the next time we see you with the Batmobile is when you step out in front of it uh, in here. So you step out in front of it right before uh, Batman brings up the sort of recorder thing to tell it to stop. And then is that you in the suit when the Batmobile stops right in front of it? Or is it just this shot? Um, I think it's certainly this is me here. And I, the thing is that the way the editing worked was that you know, which will come out later as well in, in the, the other scenes. But you, you can't definitively say. You you know that you've 
you've done so far. And I, I remember walking out very smoothly and mm. then stopping there and it, it arriving. But then with the editing, as we know, it would need to be Michael very close up and then with the command, you know, shields, whatever, you know. True. But mm -hmm. um, I can't definitively say the very last moment, but certainly, you know, for quite quite a part of that it's it's me there mm -hmm. and uh, again you know it, it's the shape it, it, it's the smoothness of walking out you know looking elegant and strong you know because people can say well why why didn't michael do the whole thing well there's a combination of reasons of giving him the the rest from having to wear it so much but also that was my that was my forte, wasn't it? You know, moving. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I, I was always welcome to as much um, opportunity um, to do. Uh, and that was lovely to do that. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure uh, it does. It always creates, it's a similar thing that we talked about with the Axis Chemicals, where it's, it's the cre creation of the Batman on the edge of danger, type of thing, just stepping right out in front of the car. Uh, yes. Like this in the, in a broad, brave way, as opposed to, you know, kind of just doing anything else that would have conveyed something different. It's it's sort of the, the element of danger or putting himself in that danger that always creates that edge for this yes. for this image that we have here. And I think dancers, you know, when when you're on stage, you know, you know, you're always you can be seen if you're in the wings, and you never take your eye off the ball in that sense that you're. You're constantly, if you like, in performance. So I, I would know that the moment I was in that costume and I was walking out, the, there was no kind of sloppiness or anything mm -hmm. that I just felt, you know, there immediately. And you carry that through right the way um, to, to where that vehicle is. And, and you know, you, you've got you've got the shape there, which which is such a key thing. You know, the, there's no kink in there or it's it's just mm -hmm. very lifted and, and elegant. Again, you know, that it has to be in everything. Mm -hmm. oh, definitely. Uh, so you also provide that in the Batcave sequence. So we rank this as the best Batcave in live action in one of our previous uh, episodes oh. and you're a part of this sequence as well so uh you're the batman who's giving vicky a tour of the bat cave you're also the one who turns on the light i understand um i'm not 100 percent on that one that the, the okay. what no that that's again it, it's a combination where i was literally i i get out the car and I do take Vicky on this quite this course of, of, of going around and, and through the steps. But I think I can't I can't exactly remember, but I know the, there was some with Michael anyway. And, and certainly when anything was was close, um, yeah. uh, I can't be 100 percent on the lights. But but I know all the other stuff, you know, taking her around mm -hmm. that tour, as you say was definitely me gotcha gotcha uh so how was how was this set like because again like we we love this bat cave well it was just mind-blowing really um you know i mean just just getting a feel anyway for gotham city and and anton's genius but in there it was like something you'd never seen before that whole feeling that you had you know the way it was sculpted and done uh, the way it was lit 
It was. It, it was mind blowing. I mean, as as you've said, it, it was your your best bat cave, you know, and it had everything. The the presence that you had, you know, you got out of the car and wow, just unbelievable. Seemed to go on forever, you know. It was one of those. The depth the depth of it, so real and immediately in in the zone when you got out of the car, it, it was just incredible. Awesome. Yeah, I can I can only imagine just from looking at this, you're you're in another world, really, when you, you take a look at this Batcave. It really is. It's that labyrinth, isn't it, of, of just the way it is all designed and, and the lighting and, and the atmosphere. Yes, it, it, it's I, I did that quite a few times, you know, those, those particular takes, if you like, getting out and, and doing all that. But yeah, just fantastic. Awesome. Uh, then we have some other pictures courtesy of uh, Sean at Reeves FX uh, of you. It looks like on the Batcave set, either for this or for shooting the uh, the Making of a Hero documentary. Uh, I yes, believe. I can't. I can't be 100%. I mean, I was meeting various people along the way that, that happened to be guest visitors um, there. But, but this was just lovely because, yeah, that was literally in, in the Batcave. And I know... I was around when the the documentary was a mate was made, so it's quite possible it it, it was connected to that. But it, it was lovely, really, really lovely, and and uh, it's it's a great surprise for me when these appear. And it's like, oh wow, sure. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> just, awesome. I always love making people happy and and just excited and in the moment. Well, this has been amazing so far. We will cover the rest of your experience on the movie after the break right now. On the Hardcore Gaming 101 podcast, we ask the tough questions. Killing a Rayman, whatever that may be, is that really so bad? Like, no, is he I even mean, alive? Like, do we know? He have any desires, Cal? Does he have any dreams? We're ranking the top games of all time, and it's not a task we take lightly. There are three Battletoads, Drash, Zits, and Pimple. Uh, they're all skin problems, guys. Two of them are the same skin problem. This has always bothered me. Zits, Rash, and Eczema. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, <laughs> even that makes more sense. Hardcore Gaming 101, twice a week, every week. Subscribe at greenlitpodcast.com. We're the Spirit Hunters, and we're a show that treats Hunter Hunter and Yu Hakusho's author as the center of the universe. Some weeks, we do linguistic analysis. So the Chinese meaning of this character is to smelt or refine. But so the changed meaning in Japanese, it means to temper. Other times, we get absolutely smashed. So we take one shot every time. Yusuke uses the ray gun. One hour later. This is the least coherent episode. Oh, Sarah, okay, you're... I think you're firing this Han. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're... Wait, wait, <laughs> You can find out more about the Spirit Hunters right here on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Lord have mercy, y'all. Do you like hounds? Do you enjoy pooches? Do you find yourself enjoying time spent with that of canines? Talking about dogs, y'all. As you might have heard, Superhero Stuff You Should Know has now teamed up with BarkBox. For every month, you get a box for your special canine. Pooches. Or hounds. That's right. One free extra month if you go to BarkBox.com slash Superhero Stuff Pod. Follow the link and you'll get a free extra month valued at $35 and valid for all multi-length plans. So get the BarkBox for your hound, for your pooch, for your canine. Your doggo will thank you. Gentlemen. All men strive for gold in their life, right? Gold medals, gold watches, gold everything! However, there is a certain type of man 
who goes the extra mile. He walks with the confidence of an eagle and giggles, giggles, in the face of danger. He's a big, hairless, winning machine. And when he unzips his pants, he sees platinum. That's right. Manscaped would like to introduce you to their best and biggest ultimate hygiene bundle yet, the Platinum Package 4.0. Manscaped is the leader in below-the-waist grooming. Now trust them with the whole shebang. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code Johnson's Ballsack. Yes, use Johnson's Ballsack and use Manscaped. It'll help your confidence and to basically cut to brass tacks, it'll make your dick look better, guys. <laughs> it'll just make the Johnson look bigger. That's all you need to know. It'll make your dick seem bigger. I don't know how to make it clear. <laughs> so Johnson's ball sack, that's the code at checkout at manscaped.com. Manscaped's brand new Platinum Package 4.0 is the biggest bundle they've ever offered, giving you a bulk discount on Manscaped's top product. The Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is the one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. They designed this package to allow you to fully align your entire hygiene routine with elite products. Inside this platinum package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Ultra Premium Body Wash, Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo Plus Conditioner, Ultra Premium Deodorant, Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Ball Spray Toner, Anti-Chafing Boxers, and the shed travel bag to hold your goods while traveling. The Lawnmower 4.0 body trimmer and Weed Whacker nose and air hair trimmer feature proprietary advanced skin safe technology to protect your delicate parts and holes. Both are waterproof so you can shave with less mess. In addition to shaving, you can now completely upgrade your shower routine with the Ultra Premium Body Wash and Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner. You'll have your skin and hair feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. Don't forget to apply their aluminum-free Ultra Premium deodorant for that cologne-quality scent on the go. But it's not just your pits that stank. Your balls can stank, too. Thankfully, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner can solve this problem for you. Once they touch your sack, you'll never go back. Tone the balls, y'all. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Platinum Package 4.0. The Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag bring your comfort and boxers to another level. The Platinum Package 4.0 covers all the bases from head to toe. The best bang for your shebang. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Johnson's Ballsack at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code Johnson's Ballsack. It's time you enjoyed the finer things in life and get yourself a platinum package for your platinum package. Eliminate clutter and embrace the freedom of HyperX wireless gaming gear for PC and console. Power through all the great monthly PlayStation Plus games with the Cloud Stinger Core Wireless for PlayStation. Enjoy lightweight comfort with a reliable wireless freedom so you won't miss plot points when you head to the fridge. High quality HyperX wireless products can be found at most fine retailers, as well as online at Target, Best Buy, 
and Amazon, or you can shop for them directly at HyperX.com and HP.com. All I need is my corn. And we're back, and we're going to continue talking to Carl about his work and his contributions to the 1989 Batman film. And I thought we could, you know, coming back from the break, jump into a few wild cards, a few shots that either you did that didn't make it in or shots where we're not completely sure if it's you, but we'll talk about them anyway, just to just to see. So the first is from an Instagram post you did where you described that you may have shot a deleted sequence or some sort of test involving you throwing the batarang. So describe that yes. for us. Yeah. Well, I remember that, again, Peter McDonald was involved with this scene, uh, this sequence, and John Evans, as we know, the special effects, special effects coordinator, he was there. And the idea was that the there was a motorized facility where the Batarang came around the belt. And I literally grabbed it and then took it off and, and threw it. And it was quite funny, really, because I think I was—I hadn't quite got my aim, aim in at that point. I hadn't quite warmed my arm up, but the uh, the batarang went quite close <laughs> on that one. But then they had like the guard over the camera, and I, I was throwing it over there. So that I'm just trying to work out whether that was part of the maybe michael's sequence i don't know where he throws it and it, it touches uh around the guy you know and it's just mm -hmm. it's it's in a mystery for, for me on that one you know that that it, it seems so cool that it was motorized maybe it was just a test that they wanted to see how it would look but it was motorized and it was really fantastic how it came around and then i just grabbed it and, and went from there but, yeah, um, the only thing I can think about is is what you just said, where it's just like maybe it's just an alternate take for you know the opening that introduced that battering when he when he threw it. So that's a possibility. Yes, yes it's, it's a possibility. And as we know, I mean, Pinewood was so uh, revered for you know these these incredible special effects, you know, like for James Bond, etc. So it, it was wonderful to be able to to work with that and and see how that all operated. It was really cool, actually. The way they, they the lengths they went to to make that motorize that work and mm -hmm. you know I think you you're right in in saying that it probably was a test to to see to introduce that and they decided that maybe it wasn't required but certainly great fun doing it anyway sure no oh, awesome I mean you got to do all sorts of stuff be right on the edge of the roof for access jump into the Batmobile <laughs> in the Batcave and the and the battering battering is just kind of the cherry on top too. For your experiences yeah. on this, so, you know, <laughs> might as well get experience. Well, that's right. Too. Might as well give me that as well. Throw that one in. It was, <laughs> it was very varied, wasn't it? <laughs> so uh, we have some other uh, shots and stills, as not just from the movie, but behind the scenes that they might be you, might be Michael Keaton. We're not sure. Or another double. This is the shot of the cape revealing the Batman chest logo in the suit up sequence that I had found in the you know backy. I'm sorry, Batman wiki. Uh, article on you could yes. possibly be you maybe maybe not what are your thoughts yeah, be yeah because i mean it could well be me yes i mean I, I was doing movements like that and and certainly in the documentary um a lot came out then mm -hmm. and and the times the communication wasn't very clear you know they they wouldn't say specifically but 
they can cover themselves, as we know, with a lot of these shots. And something else, I don't know whether you knew, Ben, was that I did something where I remember getting taken out on a location. And I'm sure it was a sequence where there was all those explosions. And then there's another shot, which I'm pretty certain is Michael, but where he looks up, doesn't he, to yeah. the, um, the helicopter. Um, yeah. But I, I, I'd done something prior to that as well. But it's very, very hard to see sometimes when, when you see the footage. But they did take me out to this specific location. All this was happening. And then I got out of the, the Batmobile. So that's a possible another deleted element. Uh, the, the, the card on the left directing Michael Keaton, I'm pretty certain that is me because that looks like I'm just prepping for that uh, opening the cape shot at the beginning. Uh, yeah, I was wondering where this was. So that does look very much like me there with, with what I was subsequently then doing. So that's 99.9%. .9 I'm sure that's me. But, you know, on listening to uh, other opinions and maybe looking because really the face does give it should give things away shouldn't it when <laughs> right. michael michael had complete we both had completely different shaped lips and and, mm -hmm. and jowls so um i think that and with that being a close-up as well i'm, I'm certain that's michael that uh, mm -hmm. shot there that we can see on the right okay yeah, uh, and then we also have this shot here and with this the Joker one, Burton. Yeah, and this one, you see, what was very interesting, when I was doing that sequence um, in the bell tower, which was the stalking of, of the Joker, where, where Vicky and, and the Joker are, are dancing. But, you know, I was around quite a bit then, and, and this is quite possible that you would have, because it was very, very hot, not only in the suit but on the set and, and you would need these drink breaks as well right. and it, it could literally be a moment where that was happening because yeah i mean i had a lot of close contact with tim um with directing he, he would be right there and jack was around um i'm still trying to work out the shape of the face there you know really whether whether the lips are michael's it, it's hard to tell sometimes um it's it's one i'm not i'm not 100 sure on it could be either way that one yeah one thing that i do think is interesting about this shot is that i've never seen jack nicholson's joker without the purple without the purple coat over the vest is so to see it with just the vest uh yes. here is kind of fun as it's well it's fun so isn't it it break. really is fun yes yeah. and i think you know to have that freedom you know, where you have been in such uh, a lot of uh, costume um, and, and just because it was so hot to, to get these moments where you could literally just re relax and, and drink and, and just talk about things. But yeah, there, there was a lot of involvement there with me and, and Tim and certainly with, with Jack that uh, discussing what was going on in that particular sequence anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah, it, it's it could go either way that one it's it's a difficult one sometimes gotcha yeah uh well let's continue then with the parts that we know are are you so i understand that 
you came in to shoot pickups of your hands being the ones in the Batman gloves controlling the Batwing weapons in the cockpit. Yes. And in the process, you ended up meeting the artist at that time known as Prince. So share with us how yeah. it was like meeting Prince himself. Oh, that that was just mind-blowing. It, it really was. I mean, he was someone I greatly admired, uh, this prodigious talent, you know, multi-instrumentalist, great producer, the amount of people that he'd written and, and uh set them on their their journey uh, just a genius and I'd, I'd come in literally onto that stage where the bat wing was on these kind of like hydraulic system it was absolutely brilliant and i'm trying to think whether there'd been some social thing and I'd, I'd come in just a few minutes late and the crew were having a bit of a laugh with me but um it was just i i i looked and and there he was this figure and and he came right close to me and you know i always respect people anyway i never cross the line because i think you you have to appreciate they they want privacy and and you you wait for uh, an opening if you like but i i just wanted to say to him how amazing everything was because I, I would have thought he would pick up on that and he was obviously doing some research by visiting the, the stages and, and looking at the various things and I just commented that how amazing everything was you know with the set design etc but he, he was interested but it, it seemed as though he didn't want to really communicate too much um, and so you, you respect that and, and I was I was busy. I was going to be in the back wing doing these various things with the controls. Uh, and so I just thought, well, you know what? That's just a wonderful moment anyway, because who, who gets that opportunity when a genius mm -hmm. like that uh, is around? And, and you're not just sort of seeing him, um, you know, in a distance. He, he's, he's right there with you. Um, so that was magical. That was a magical moment. Sure. And, uh, you can't always get everything, can you? I <laughs> did get a lot out of this experience, <laughs> to be fair. Well, so. yeah. <laughs> I did. I did pretty well, didn't I? <laughs> so, uh, so after in the movie, after the Batwing sequence, we have the big cathedral sequence, and you're very involved with this part of the the third act. Starting, we're going to go and continue in chronological order the the part of getting out of the batwing and heading towards the cathedral is you on this yes part. that's right and um that that was incredible because for this i had a bit more makeup let's say you know i would normally have the eyes blacked out under the cowl but they applied a, a really good scar on on my cheek and uh I, I always thought it was quite hilarious when I would go to the canteen with, with my black eyes and this <laughs> scar, <laughs> getting ready for for some food. But uh, yeah, the idea was that, uh, as we know, this you know, pulling aside the the, the wreckage and and sort of emerging, crawling out. And uh, I certainly did that. And I think, again, with the editing, it, it would go from me to Michael if, if there was close-ups there. But I certainly did all of that from getting out of the wreckage right up to the cathedral doors where I, I pushed them open. Which we have right here. And, there I am and then go through. And then I believe it's picked up then with Michael 
where he knocks the pews over. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they do some more with him ascending the stairs. Um, but you know that you, you do you do a lot of this to keep that fluidity, that that um, flow, continuity. Yeah, and um, I mean I love the shot and the the timing with the Elfman music as it swells as you push the doors open. And yes, it's a very oh. macabre feeling to all this. It and, is, isn't it? Yeah. It is very theatrical, very operatic, and uh, this is another one where I'm going to surprise you with a similar shot from the early Golden Age comics of Batman oh. here, Detective Comics number 36 from 1940s. It's cautiously, he steps inside as the silhouette of the wow. bat goes through the doors. Another oh, comparison brought to us by Batman Online. That's amazing. So, oh, I love that. <laughs> so love another, that another image from the, the original Bob Kane, Bill Finger, 1939 to 1940 run. Uh, that was very inspirational for this movie. It's it's been brought to life by your work here. Oh, that's, that's amazing, honestly. I'm just touched by that. Uh, it, 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 I just, you know, to have these opportunities as I did, and um, people will wonder sometimes why, you know, it, it's cut so much. But I think, you know, Michael was was so brilliant. I mean, he, he, we know he's the best Batman, and I think it was just the fact that. We we want Tim probably wanted to give a proportion to to everybody, so you know mm-hmm. I, I could have probably done that whole sequence, but maybe Tim thought, well, I must give Michael something as well, and it, it keeps every party flowing, if you like, and their involvement. So that that's the way I look at it in life, mm-hmm. you know that you know it was said to me by the Batsuit Wranglers that, you know, it's a shame you didn't do some more of the running, you know, that sequence where Michael gets out with Vicky sort of jumps out and then runs down the alleyway. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just appreciate that, you know, I, I got a fair proportion. I got a very varied sort of uh, package. Um, and, you know, I was very grateful for that. But, yeah, of course, I, I wish I could have done more because that, that was very much my thing. But you appreciate that they had to give Michael that as well. So that's the way I look at it. Sure. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, uh, as you said, like a lot of the, the close-ups, you're you know expecting to see Michael Keaton. A lot of times it can be distracting. And you, know, you can tell sometimes in the old 60s show when it's definitely not Adam Weston per award doing some of yeah. the, the fight scene. <laughs> Uh, and then also there's the logistical standpoint, I imagine, there where is. you know we have Michael Keaton for a certain amount of time in England, and if it's a shot of Batman, you know, on a rooftop or pushing doors open that doesn't show the face, we don't necessarily need to put him no, in the bat suit. For that. No, that's right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and you know, especially since you are a movement double, if it is one where it's just simply a shot like this with the cathedral doors open. Um, from far away, the movement of that, that's probably going to be better done by you than by Michael Keaton anyway. Possibly, yes, yes, because, yeah, that, that's something I, I would be so used to, you know, um, having, having that flow and, and that presence. And, and yeah, it, it's all part of, a, of an athlete dancer's kind of makeup, if you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a big part of the top of the cathedral as well. So we have this, the screenshot of you in the bat suit after the close up of, of Michael, Michael's Batman coming out of the, the trap door area. And then uh, another one from production, but this is a very iconic shot 
that this is the one i mean can i just can i just bring you back to because i think everybody will, will find this interesting that like getting into the batmobile hmm. you know you've got the full costume on and just getting a trap door open again is not easy because you've then got to emerge out of that that trap door and i was very much crouched it was a very compressed position under that trap door and then you you're having to to do it in a certain way and then emerge in a certain way and then lower the the lid in a certain mm. way to, to sort of create that whole whole thing that whole flow um and and that again with the sense of achievement if you like just making it so believable so smooth and, and right um because yeah you were very much compressed under there and uh, then it was a case of them moving around and as you said here this this was the moment where i could really get that that turn and that cape swirling mm -hmm. and, and make it very theatrical there yeah uh, it's, it's especially in this type of setting this is the most gothic feel to the movie once we get to, to this entire sequence in the cathedral so i i, I love this shot personally oh, i know a lot of the you. fans do as well thank you uh, I, I i love that i mean and, and it was just you know when when um they, they're trying to get me there and, and and you know just that that turn you know it it, it mm just felt so right so so good you know i think they were thrilled with with how that all happened certainly and uh it's also you in this in these shots i'm showing where the yes. uh, the henchman lawrence is in the waiting to jump tackle tackle you with many hopes of taking down the dark knight only to completely misjudge and fall through the floorboards yes <laughs> <laughs> and it was very interesting because um Dave Lee, as we know, did those beautiful fighting uh, sequences. But I, I remember Peter McDonald was was doing this, and and I think he he was trying to carry on. Um, but but you know, it, it just shows how we all had different skill sets and and what we all brought to this movie. That mm -hmm. that um, Peter called me back and said we better get Carl back in in the suit. So even just for someone like Dave Lee, he he couldn't move the same way as me so i i then carried that fluidity further if you like so that, that was interesting you know that people could just think well yeah you should be able to do it but no it, it didn't work that way so i i got suited up again and, and carried on uh, and then it, it I, you know sometimes you, you don't you're not there to see everything you, you can see some of it, but you might be taking a bit of a break while they're carrying on, or you might get called away somewhere. And so I never saw how it was maybe intercut. I mean, it could have had Sean in as well as Dave. It certainly had Michael in, but it, it could have been the combination of all of us through through that latter part anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I can see just how everybody's different talents are involved here. You're with the movement, uh, you know, Dave's with the the martial arts, and then, of course, Michael's with the acting, with when it's the close-ups, especially with the, the big confrontation with Joker after all the henchmen are gone. Yeah, so and Sean, you see, Sean was there at the beginning, and, and he mm -hmm. he did so, some of those other great shots, and he, he did all the driving as well. Um, you know, awesome. and, and this is where, you know, in, in a sense, like with me doing 
that sequence on the rooftop, which was kind of really stunt territory when you think about it. I mean, it's not just running along, um, you know, a small building. I mean, that was very high up. But but I mm -hmm. think it, it just shows that, you know, I, I could I could do these things, but you, you're literally at the mercy of not stepping on to the the stunt coordinator Eddie Stacy's toes and and, sure. and causing any any upset and and that you you're doing things in the right way when when you're allowed and and you know giving each each of us the the right uh, moments <laughs> so yeah. I always respected that but um, you know yeah we all had those skill sets that we, we were able to bring to the fort with this movie awesome uh another shot here and uh now this is you in the bat suit when vicky spots batman while dancing joker and knows that at some point batman is going to come arrive and save her and take out the joker so yes this, this part is, right yeah. here which uh me. yeah which we we which we added later because i didn't realize until you described that to me i'm like oh yeah because like I, I i didn't immediately remember this moment until you described it i'm like oh yeah that part that would that would make sense that, that would be you uh like it's another it's another movement it's another fluidity of, of walking across the screen yeah and, and there's i think um you know people that know uh and, and realize that there still has to be a conviction here it's not just someone like an extra just walking sure. walking at the back you know <laughs> It, yeah. it, you know, you, you have to be in that moment. You, you have to be feeling everything in order mm -hmm. to, to for it to translate. So, you know, I, I've been I've been very patiently waiting around, and that when there was probably other elements and, and parts, if you like, where I was about and and, and might you might not see me, but you, you were very much in the zone. You were very much in, in that moment thinking about what you had to do. And, and so there's a, there's an intensity and a, a power that comes through e even just through that. But yes, there, there was no need necessarily for Michael to do that again because of the, uh, the fact of having the suit and, and the time and everything. And, and why not have me there? It made much more sense. Yeah, and it, it does make sense that again, it's it's that presence. It's the presence that brought to it that that makes it feel like, oh, that's Batman walking by, not as you said, like just an extra in the background. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. here. So um there's this and um I'm excited to bring up this last part of the movie, but one of the most iconic final shots of all time, I think, but definitely of Batman movies is the shot of Batman by the Bat Signal. And that is not Michael Keaton, that is you. So I understand this is one of the first things that you shot. So tell us what went into to making this iconic it shot. It was. I mean, this was just uh, unbelievable, you know, being told about this shot by Tim and, and that just everything that was there, you know, there, there was this, again, this raised platform. I was in full Batman regalia. I was, I was on this raised platform. But there was this incredible, um, powerful turbine, you know, uh, wind machine propeller that, that was there. And it, and it literally, once that was on, you got that wonderful flow back of the cape. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as, as I've probably said in, in conversations and in posts that you see, it's that it's that lift through the spine and having that shape. Mm -hmm. 
to to make this so right you know i mean that's for me it's just so elegant it's just so batman that that you have that and um you know i did that shot quite a few times again to 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 get all all the look and and everything coming together with the with the lighting etc but um because the thing is that this i've heard conjecture that this was a puppet um and and that was made me feel very sad because i thought well why on earth you know i i know i did it you know i i i know i did this that that i was there i was there doing it and mm -hmm. it was one of the earliest shots that i'd done as, as you've said um, yeah and why on earth would you have me doing this i mean yes with the animation you can see can't you in that deleted goggles scene but this uh it, it was the full thing um you know, there was no I, reason in my I mind. To... <laughs> <laughs> to I, I have some, I have some speculation on that. So for Batman Returns at the end of the movie, um, they at the last minute decided to add in a hint that Catwoman was still alive. So they wanted the last shot to be Catwoman looking at the bat signal. And they did originally create an animatronic puppet, spent a lot of money on that only for them to realize you know what, let's just hire a double in the Catwoman suit and do it, which should have been the decision in the first place, because I imagine that was a lot less work than creating one. But that was one where they actually made one, and even that didn't even make it. And even that no. was also, um, you know, a, a real human being in the suit, not not a puppet yes. uh, as well. But I think maybe some of the confusion came from that, because there are pictures from behind the scenes of... I think uh, that's where it came from. Yeah. I think that's where it came from. I was really shocked and uh, you know, everything else rolled into one there. But no, I, I, I remember this so vividly. It, it was, it was incredible to, to have this shot, you know, and just the feeling I, I had again, it, it, it was surreal. It was just beautiful. You know, you were there in the costume, you, you could show how you could hold yourself, your presence, uh, the lift, mm -hmm. Uh, and then the cape flowing, it, it was just beautiful. It, it was everything. Uh, one thing that came to me when looking at this is when you were on set shooting this, what was what was the bat signal? Is it a matte painting? Like what, what was here? Yeah, no, I, whether I was fully, I was I fully aware? Um, because I mean, I knew when it was um, blue screen and all these different things. Um, yeah, because I was wondering if this was a this could have been like another green screen situation as well. Yes, I, you know, I think whether I was aware at that point. I mean, I was very much aware of how I was, you know, and and the the, the machine, if you like, this this giant uh, propeller. But I don't know whether I whether I, I saw that, that, that that's, that's just eluding me at the moment oh, that okay. signal. yeah yeah uh, I, I suspected maybe then maybe it was yeah. a screen and they put this in later I think so maybe because it was early on I was so so hyper excited as I was anyway but I, mm -hmm. I was just so conscious of, of uh, getting everything right and looking the part and, and them being so happy which they were so yeah it might have just been added in later i think gotcha so uh that is the end of the film however you were involved with a lot more than just that <laughs> we have um 
behind the scenes documentaries for those who are fans and are familiar with the making of a hero documentary. We alluded to this earlier, but that is actually you donning the bat suit in this amazing sequence that they have in the documentary of of you donning that. Tell us how this came about. Is this shot exclusively for this documentary or was parts of this it supposed to be in the movie? It, it was shot exclusively for this documentary. And I, I remember being told about this and getting super excited because I thought, well, to, to be able to, to put this on, you know, in its various components w would be uh, incredibly exciting for the, the viewers and for me, you know, that, that precision yeah. of getting everything right. So, yeah, that, that, that was amazing absolutely amazing to, to do all of this and be around the whole thing you know with all these different uh, cameras about and, and another crew if you like yeah terribly exciting oh, looks, so you don't know great. sometimes because they cover so much whether they can you can have other have other things there if they need them as well mm -hmm. yeah I've, I've always been intrigued by this so it's it's good to hear that like okay this is um because I, I was curious if this had been another like an alternative suit up scene, but what you said makes a lot of sense. And and when we reviewed this as well, because we looked over this in our one of our Patreon episodes, um, it it felt like this was meant to be just for this documentary. That this was you know something that was supposed to show you how intricate the suit was, as opposed to you know the movie. It's very much like quick cuts because like he's got to get to work. He's got to go and, and fight yes. the Joker. But here it's just like okay, like here's how the boots work, and here's how it, how much work it takes to put on the just the body part uh, of it earlier. So it, it's it's really cool to see. Yeah, I think it has a nice energy to it, doesn't it? And, and mm -hmm. captures that interest as well. How it's all going together. Yeah, it was it was a great thing to do. I loved it. Mm -hmm. And there's also uh, we talked earlier about the the Herb Ritz photo shoot, so we're showing some of that here. We've got you holding up the cape like the wings. Um, other one with yes. you in front of the Batmobile, um, the pose that you described earlier. With yes, your, yes, your <laughs> glove hand steepled, and um, of course the one with uh, I believe this is you and Herb Ritz himself on this. No, one. this one is um, Our... William Todd Jones. This oh, is the, the Batsuit Wrangler, yes. And uh, he mm. he wanted to particularly be in this shot and assume the same pose as me. And I thought, well, why not? You know, that that's because mm -hmm. we we'd formed a great friendship anyway, as I had with the majority of, of the people, especially the wardrobe, who, who I was uh, heavily involved with in that sense. But th there would have been numerous other shots and things from that session I, I just wish that I could have had access to more you know if, if there could have been some contact sheets and said oh Carl what do, what do you like I mean Herb was very kind I, I did get uh, two or three or originals if you like from this uh, session oh. but um, he, he, he was I must mention about what a lovely guy he was to work with sure. and uh, his assistant Mark Finley was a was a lovely guy, and he had set the shot up very much prior to Herb, and then he checked things through with Polaroids. But um, he, he likened me to a young um, Mandy Patinkin in the in the Princess Bride, <laughs> which was very interesting. But you know, we 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 gelled so beautifully as I did with people, and and Mark. Um, 
had sort of said I should uh, look him up in, in California and he was a lovely guy. Uh, done some great things. But that, that whole session, if you like, was um, really, really fantastic. I must tell you something that you'll find very interesting was that um, they never really told Michael about um, Dave Lee. Um, they'd sort of snuck him under the radar a bit. And he, he was... He was doing the session before me, and then I found out, and he he, went, he was very uh, angry when he, he, he found out about Dave because uh, he knew about Sean, obviously, and then he knew about me. That was fine. But then to know that there was a third, uh, I think at that moment it, it, uh, it jarred, let's say, very much <laughs> with him <laughs> initially but then it, it was um glossed over i suppose really but i, I do remember that happening when when oh. i was uh, having my session so i, I think uh, it was it was pretty tough on him at times uh with communication and uh, we know that john john peters made um tim's life difficult really with with <laughs> getting things done the way he wanted but then that's producers isn't it i suppose yep. you know they, they they know what they want so yeah yeah but uh, no my my uh, my experience with her was was magical and uh, especially to be with someone that you'd greatly admired and you'd actually witnessed his exhibition and things as well it, it was uh, it was just absolutely incredible to then suddenly you know pose for him Absolutely. And these are great shots as well with you in the bat suit because of the fact that in the movie, we don't, we don't necessarily have, um, you know, very clear shots of you at certain times, given the fact that, you know, it is meant to be uh, sort of feeling like there's a flow and us believing that it's Michael Keaton's yes. Bruce Wayne the whole time. But here it's, it's very clearly, it's very clearly you. And it's, it's I mean, great to have these. Yeah. I mean, I felt thrilled because when I, when I was there, it was announced very early on if you like that carl we we would we would love to do more publicity and work with you because you are a professional dancer and we we want to to show how the suit will look um in these shots so i you know that that again is a dream come true to me because i love i love photography myself but mm. but any opportunity to demonstrate um you know what what i could do with that cape or, or with the whole feel of the suit was was just fantastic you know I, I just wanted to work as much as i could i was there for 11 weeks believe it or not it was a long time really yeah so i just wanted to do as much as as i possibly could you know that that's all part of my nature that um you know i've got all this energy uh that, that needs to be used up and, and get my brain working as well mm -hmm. and, and do stuff. So that, that variety of things that I was able to do it was, was just a dream. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, we, we see you in a lot of these photos that I'm breaking up right now. Uh, we got the official book of the movie with another shot of you in the cathedral, uh, more shots of you swooping down from the opening shot. And then uh, a few shots of you in the bat suit right in front of the cathedral doors, I believe. Bring the the wingspan of the cape uh, yes and and you know i was very fortunate that yeah herb herb was such a, an amazing photographer then i worked with um murray close uh 
Keith uh, Hartshire, I think it is, um, and then um, David Gamble, you know, as mm -hmm. well. So there, that that's a, a good demonstration there. I think people thought that was Michael for many, many years and didn't believe me when I said, well, no, that was me. I mean, you, can <laughs> even see, you can even see I'm doing a slight plie there on, on the left, left ah, leg, um, yeah. you know, uh, striding those steps but no that that's that's very much me just how how i'm holding that that cape and you, you would know that ben just looking at that mm -hmm. that was me i'm sure um, yeah no i mean it's 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 also cool to see the little clues that you bring up in terms of like oh like a dancer would have that pose as opposed to as you said like michael keaton um on that and of course we have your memories as well of doing this and and the fact that it's on the cathedral steps where you have other photos that are more clearly uh, yes. because you can see your face a lot more clearly in some of these other pictures as opposed to the other one that you were describing. Yes. Um, yes. So these are from um, different behind the scenes, excuse me, <clears throat> documentaries. And uh, I want to highlight a few of you and some famous production members. So we have, oh, you were yes. the Batman in the one with Bob Ringwood, the costume designer here. Yes. Uh, fighting a, a Joker double. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then you're the Batman waving the American flag on top of a police car next to Anton first by the Batmobile in front of the Flugelheim Museum. You have to see this for the people who are only listening right now, but uh, some alternate shots here. But what was your experience like uh, sort of shooting with you've got, um, you know, I've got Anton first here and you got Bob Ringwood, two of the major players in the behind the scenes stuff. Well, we we got on so incredibly well. I mean, I would I would have conversations with with both of them. You know, I I remember saying to Bob um, about you know I'd love to have had one of his drawings of of the Batman, and I think I was very close to getting one. But we, we would have very good conversations, and certainly on on a social side, which will, which will come out later. And with Anton, you know, we we. We, we really gelled, you know, I, I was very, very interested because I've got quite a bit of design in in my family, um, you know, but but he's just an absolute genius and he's such a lovely man as well. So, yeah, it wasn't a case of just hello and, and goodbye. We, we spoke about various things within the movie and, and, and the sets and, and like with Bob, I, I, I have a real interest myself in, in clothing and I've loved watching the movies as as we do. Yeah. Uh, I take I take an interest in so many artistic things, you know, architecture, design. Um, there's, there's been elements to say in my family or or, or people I've I've been around, uh, and I've taken a real interest. I've not just looked at it and thought, well, yeah, that's fine. You know, I wanted to know more, uh, and, and so you know, we could relate on on these various elements. You know, with Bob, it, it was great. You know, and, and certainly Anton. I mean, I was I was so incredibly saddened and, and shocked uh, to hear of his, uh, his his demise. You know, his loss like that. Um, but no, we we got on beautifully. I, I as I say, I, I think the whole experience. You know, I got on so well with the crew, everybody. It, it was just the most unbelievable experience all round for me. Yeah, no, I mean these are these are two titans in their line of work in it. So to have the opportunity to to be in these pictures with them, you know, to sort of have that preserved for all time, I'm sure is also another another honor. It really was, and <clears throat> excuse me, um, just to as I say, have a have a bit of a social side as well. You you feel very honored in that way that 
yeah, you say, well, why wouldn't you? But then, you know, it, it's still a beautiful thing to, to be there. So you see, that was another thing I experienced. I experienced the social side to, to be able mm. to go to a particular party, gathering, whatever, that, that I was there to, to see that firsthand as well and, and, and what was there. And, and that was incredible. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I also have a shot coming up. There we go. Of the shot of you <laughs> in the cathedral is inside of the CD cover of the Prince soundtrack as well. I thought yeah, I would so highlight. Whilst I didn't get the conversation with with Prince, he did me the highest honor by having that picture in in the uh, in the you know in, in the CD insert. So that, yeah. that was just beautiful. It's wonderful. Absolutely incredible. <laughs> just amazing. So uh, your social media handle is Ballet Bat for obvious reasons. However, that also comes from a nickname that a certain somebody who was part of this movie gave you. So share with us about the origin of Ballet Bat. Yeah, well, that, that came from Jack, believe it or not. This, this, um, this and also Bat Ballet, which I, which I love as well. But he, he was the one that just coined that phrase for me, which I'm just so proud of him it's just i mean a man like him who again i'd grown up watching his movies my family uh, my, my late parents just loved him you know especially my mum and, and what he'd done so for him to to take that time you know and and to have that for me and then michael used that as well um as well with my signed photo so yeah, and that's where that that wonderful handle came from. You know, that wonderful nickname, if you like. Um, he he thought of it. He had that that brain. You know, that that way. Um, so so it's just that's <laughs> awesome. Bowled and over by it. You were also and there I am. <clears throat> excuse me, I'm wearing the exact jacket here, but it's got <laughs> the the fur trim on, as as we know from the goons jackets, and mm -hmm. uh, people would know that. Probably when he worked on The Shining, that he bought the the cast and crew, I believe, a, a sweater, ah, um, okay. so which, that's was, which was very nice. And um, it was it was awful actually because he bought these jackets and then so many of them got stolen at Pinewood Studios. Oh, uh, and that was so tragic. Um, mine was okay. I, I was very very lucky. I, I would assume that the others were replaced in some way. I, I don't know a hundred percent, but. I thought how tragic that that had happened, but uh, what a what a wonderful gesture to to make, you know that, mm -hmm. you know that that's takes a lot, doesn't it, for someone to do that, you know, to go to that trouble. Yeah, it's no, it's, that's do. a shame. Um, the these are special jackets for the ones who are just listening in. On one arm, it's the Batman movie logo, and then on the other yes, is the uh, is the Joker. Yes, of yes course. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so next picture here is uh, Miranda Watkins. And for our viewers who might not have read about her on your Instagram page, I thought I would give you, uh, you know, a chance to talk about uh, Miranda. She, You mentioned her earlier, and, and she was also involved in the movie as well. She was. How that um, sort of realized was that Miranda had come on, on the set one particular evening and... Um, I thought she was just amazing and and I, I was taking her around to try and uh, get some food for her and and so we were talking about things and and Miranda it was actually the last um opportunity if you like for 
her placement with her degree course, she was working with Vin in her studio, um, assisting her there as part of her degree course. And uh, it was just fate again that, that we met because I fell very madly in love with, with her and, and uh, you know, down the line, if you like, when I'd done a little bit more work, we, we, we had an opportunity to date. But, but she was an incredible lady, you know, and um, her parents were like design royalty, what they'd done. In fact, her father had uh, designed some work for Stanley Kubrick's um, Space Odyssey 2001. But, um, yeah, we dated for quite some time and, and uh, Jack had a real fondness for her as well, would you believe? But uh, I, I was the one that won through. But um, sadly, Miranda, um, she, she passed uh, a few years back, but she was just the most incredible person that she did go on after Batman. I think she worked on Returns and then she worked on a, a great deal of movies. Uh, designing jewellery for the likes of uh, Glenn Close and Madonna, you know, um, 1001 Dalmatians, then the sequel, and then Evita for Madonna. And then she got uh, taken on by Calvin Klein, designing his jewellery. Um, she then had her own design studio and created these incredible designs, has works in the Victoria and Albert Museum and Kensington Palace. But I, I attended a tribute memorial uh recently only a matter of weeks ago um oh. because due to covid the, the the family and friends were not able to have anything uh, for her but that that was very beautiful and you know even though it was all those years ago i i still have a fondness and, and those beautiful memories and uh, she was an amazing lady she really was what she yeah. what she gave to the design world which is a tremendous legacy really yeah she sounds like a Terrific person, wonderful talent. I'm sorry she's not with us. Yes, yes, it was, it was very, very sad. I think, you know, the, the blessing that, that was there was that she she was very prolific uh, in in her output. That that she did so many wonderful designs, which will which will live on, and and you know that the friends that she'd made and and the impact uh, and the influences she's created. So certainly one of the best designers of, of maybe the last. I think it's been said 30, 40, 50 years, you know, it's quite a, an incredible thing that she has. But yeah, I just felt very blessed as well, as I've uh, mm -hmm. probably alluded to and said previously, that the, the Batman story for me had everything it really did. All yeah. these elements and to have a beautiful relationship, you know, as well along the way was, was just something else. So yeah, I was very, very, very privileged with that. That's wonderful. Um, we have other pictures of other gifts that you have from the set, a baseball cap that's uh, for the stunts that has Batman on it, uh, bat, a couple of Batman pins, a Batman clock with the 89 logo on it with the extra points on the bottom. Um, autographs as well. We got Kim Basinger right here. Yes, uh, yes. Kim was very kind to, to that Michael. Yes, Jack. Um, yeah, I mean, would you believe I had the most amazing sweatshirt from Tim Burton, which was... Uh, his beautiful design of the joke, it had, um, I seem to remember, it was a purple sweatshirt, and then, no, sorry, it may, may have been black, sorry. And then it had that beautiful um, design of his, of, of the Joker. And, 
you just don't realize at the time I was so um you know excited and, and wanted to wear it so I think I wore the, the thing out but you know in <laughs> hindsight you just wish that maybe you'd put it to one side but I think that's living though isn't it you know you, yeah. just, you just want to wear it and enjoy it but that was a personal gift from him mm-hmm. um the, the the stunt cap was from Eddie Stacy um the pin I think there was one of the pin badges that was from Tim and then the other pin badge and the clock was from the production department um so again i was very very lucky to to have those and um, i got one of the insignia plates from john evans and special effects Uh, so Mm -hmm. i've got got one of those uh, originals or prototypes whatever Um, so that's lovely to have that Uh, i think i may have some bruce uh, wayne glasses somewhere as well oh really yes i think i may have some of those somewhere as well that was those were gifts given or yes 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 i I got those as well oh awesome so yeah we have another shot here of uh of my this is something that michael gave you yes he gave me that one as well i didn't get that one signed at the time um but he signed the other two for me anyway that was just lovely to have that anyway from him uh, and then we also have a picture of the invite to the Batman rap party, which is I when when you posted this, I love this because uh, this is from a comic book cover, uh, Detective Comics 475, The Laughing Fish, the arts by Marshall Rogers. And the way uh, if you ever get a chance to check it out, Carl, the way that Batman looks and the cape is done by Marshall Rogers is very much. I don't know if it was a direct inspiration, but it, it feels very much in the same vein as what uh, you helped bring to life in this movie. Oh, wow. Well, that, okay. I can't believe that you said that. that. That's amazing. But that certainly that invitation was a wonderful mm-hmm. thing to receive. And um, shall I tell you the story of, of something that happened at that party? Uh, of we... course. We're just going to show the uh, the Batman cake <laughs> that was oh, there. Oh, yes. Which got to amazing. show this. <laughs> so you, can see, you can see Bob there and, and Vin. Mm-hmm. Um and that was very much to celebrate Bob's birthday and uh, Thanksgiving. And that was held at Vin's studio. But that was something else. I mean, look at the cake. It's just magnificent, isn't it? I would almost not want to eat it, but at the same time, want to eat it. <laughs> I know. It's chocolate indulgence to the max, isn't it? Yes. That one. <laughs> but it's, it's too perfect, really, isn't it? But. Um, I was very lucky to get copies of, of these photographs because uh, I didn't have my camera. I mean, sadly, I'd, I would have loved to have had some photos of me. I was wearing a suit suit with um, William Todd Jones. Uh, we were very oh. good friends and, we, and we'd arrived at this party together. But, you know, it, it was just fantastic to see people going the whole way, you know, making the effort, which is always a wonderful thing, isn't it? You know, Mm -hmm. people having that stateside theme, as it was called, in the dress. Uh, And you said you had a story with the rap party. Yeah, well, with the rap party, um, that was a very famous uh, nightclub limelight where that was held and and that uh, certainly garnered a lot of uh, people along along the way. Um, But Tim had actually come over to talk to me 
and he'd mentioned about mentioned about my my wonderful contribution to the movie movie and was thanking me and we were having a really good chat and he did actually say to me have you ever worked in the states and I, and I hadn't mm-hmm. and we were talking and I think he was building up to something but then somebody came into the equation and, and interrupted the conversation and that moment was lost because I mm-hmm. I don't know I can't be 100% but maybe there was a feeling that he would want me for the sequel that he was just testing sure, the water yeah. and maybe thinking I mean, we all thought that the sequel would be made at Pinewood because so much money was spent on the back lot mm-hmm. that we, we thought it was a given that that would be there. But then it was we know there was uh, a quite a, a protracted sort of draw out with, with the sequel. And um, and then I did try later on. But I think that just that time and everything else maybe the politics again that that was why yeah. i didn't get get the call to go um but you know it, it's interesting that he did say that i think that's very lovely because mm-hmm. there are people that might just have, have gone there and said oh hi how you doing or you know whatever and just not said anything else but the fact he did say more meant an awful lot to me as well you oh, know that awesome. it, it was it was almost uh, you know thinking of something Mm-hmm. beyond that so that, that, that's interesting anyway yeah no definitely uh so we have also pictures of what looks like a cast and crew screening though i i realized this when looking at this as well it says cast and crew screening on sunday august 6th and i was like well wait a minute didn't the movie come out in in june is this after the release of the movie well that's no i i don't this is what's such a mystery isn't it i am um, I, I don't know how that evolved like that. That's, you know, I think there, there was so much bat, uh, Batman mania, wasn't there, and, and everything else that was mm-hmm. going on. But, um, yeah, by this time, it was so grueling in the sense of, of the 11 weeks and working through the different shift patterns. And, you know, I was ready for, for a bit of uh, rejuvenation, if you like. But I don't know. I, I don't know why that happened like that i i just kind of got caught up and then as far as i'm aware no one else went to see it before this you know we, we were all there together so that's that's what that was yeah well it's um, awesome you got that experience and also it was uh your opportunity to see yourself in the credits listed not with the other doubles but with your own line as a movement double yeah i, w- I was very touched by that because um i think i'd just said um, to Chris Kenny, you know, uh, I'd love to, to to have something there, and, and was very patient and, and hoping that they would uh, you know, tribute me in that sense. And he said, "Yeah, don't, don't worry, you know." And then to see myself separated like that, I thought that mm-hmm. was so so wonderful. Yeah, again, That's it great. just added another layer to the whole package experience for me. You know, that there I am, and, and that was fabulous. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, it's it's great to <laughs> to see that to have that that recognition as well. Yes, I I think it was. It it, it did feel beautiful, you know, to, to have that along with everything else. And you know, it was literally like, well, there you go, Carl. Yes, we've we've got your little line there as well to sort of yeah. to show you. So yes, it was very much appreciated. So that's I don't know, it's it's a great way to sort of cap off the 
experience, I'm sure. And uh, what a few things as we wrap this up is when you were on the Bat Force podcast, they mentioned that uh, you know the Kenner Batman action figures are sort of famous among this line of having three different faces for Batman. Uh, I personally had the one on the far left growing up, but um, they mentioned oh, that yeah. one of them actually looks more like you than like Michael Keaton. So uh, I thought I would give you an opportunity to point out which one you feel is is the action figure of you if we were to, to pick one out of the three. Yeah, well, I think the third one has got that with the cape, hasn't it? You know, that whole, mm-hmm. and maybe the facial shape a bit more. Um, yeah, I, I would... Had you had you thought it was more me on on the far left then Ben is that? I don't know. Uh, well, I, don't I mean, I I felt that the when we were talking this over because I I had uh, our research assistant Dan put these together and uh, I thought the one on the far left probably looked the most like Michael. So, yes. Uh, yes, out of I the other so. two, yeah, out of the yes. other two, I was I was leaning towards the the one that you agreed on which is the one on the yes. the far right because of the as you said the square jaw and and the one in the middle is a little like i'm just like eh, it's kind of like a weird merge i guess of both it's of you like, isn't it? Like, yes they're <laughs> just like it's a little too round but also not <laughs> quite as like keaton like as the, the one on the left so no. I, I wanted to get your opinion before um we threw no, that out I- there I think that is definitely. I think it's definitely the one on the on the right. I, I would say, yes. Awesome. Yeah, that's definitely. Yeah, we we got very different facial shapes, but yeah, that that one seems to be more along my line, definitely. Well, if our uh, listeners are able to get a hold of a uh, <laughs> of an action figure like that, then they'll know that as the the Carl Batman. But in the meantime, <laughs> uh, let's let's go over sort of how fans can find you, interact with you, uh, find you on social media. Yes. So it's lovely on the, on the Instagram page there with the, with the Ballybat. I, I thought, why not? You know, that's, of course. that's very much my tag, isn't it? You know, and, and uh, I just, this, this journey is like a new journey now, which, which is just so unbelievable and, and the friendships and, and everything else along the way and, and having this opportunity Ben it's it's been wonderful to be given this and I'm so grateful to you um but no it, it, it uh, it's a great way for them to interact um it wasn't so prolific on on the Facebook I think this is the this is the biggest following here and, and building and I've put something on Twitter as well, which you know is is uh, sporadic, but certainly this one is is the yeah. one that uh, most people are coming to anyway, which I'm uh, very happy about. Nice. And so they're learning a lot more about prior to Batman and after Batman and things like that. So it's it's. I think what I ultimately like to do is I would love to do a book. That that's my my dream certainly. because, yeah. you know, it, it's. It's the experiences, but it's the interactions I've had with with people uh, as well along the way, and, and fascinating things like I did make um, a point where I, w- I was filming a series of commercials with the very famous and brilliantly talented uh, Julie Walters, um, and on that that was at Shepperton Film Studios, and mm-hmm. Sean Young and I sort of 
her eyes sort of met, if you like, and there was, there was very much a moment. She was filming a, a kiss before dying. But, you know, there's just interesting things. It's not me being fanciful or, or deluded. I mean, there was definitely, uh, you know, some interest and some fun there, if you like. It's just, I just suppose it's a bit of flirtation, isn't it? How, how actresses and actors and performers can be. But they're just interesting things of how I've, I've worked with some of these people and, and then the, the, the follow-ups, if you like, and sharing a taxi then with, with Julie Walters and her being so lovely to me. And, and you know, we, we had great fun when we filmed those commercials and things. And there's there's been a number of these episodes through my life and, and it's yeah. just been amazing, really. Yeah, no, I mean, just looking, going through your Instagram was pretty much the main source for for Dan and I in in gathering everything for this episode and preparing, you know, what to talk about with you. It's a, it's a our our audience really has to check this out. It's it's Ballet Bat nineteen eighty nine over on Instagram. It is a treasure trove of of pictures and and information and and Carl's stories on that. Oh, so thank you very much. Great to have no, and there's plenty more to come as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, as well as um, merchandise that you have. So you have some uh, autograph shots that uh, are available. I'm I'm pulling that up for our audience. I have no idea which one I want to pick. I'll get back to you when I decide. <laughs> yes, you must let me know. But yes, I started off doing these two, and then you know it, it's come out later um, with these ones now as well. Mm -hmm. And maybe even looking to putting. A, a Ballybat logo on there somehow. Um, but, you know, these yeah. are all available anyway, and, and I'd only be too pleased to uh, you know, get these signed for people. They can get in contact with me. And um, you know, the interest has been fantastic. And the, and they say the friendships I've made of just, I'm overwhelmed. I really am. I mean, the fans uh, are just so incredible. But these are the friendships I've, I've had. And, uh, this um, tribute portrait I had from Dennis Baptiste and then these graphic designs oh, yeah. I've had from, from Cole Watkins that um, I, I wouldn't put my name to something that wasn't worthy, if you like. And, and mm. I'm, I'm so proud of, of these are like artworks for me, seriously. I mean, people have said that almost like a renaissance. You can see the work that's gone in into those and I'm wearing one now, but yes. they, they, they're <laughs> such a nice, quality the feel of them they wash well they don't lose that uh, printing mm -hmm. um, that they're available if, if people want to I'm sending one over to Canada shortly um, I've just ordered that one uh, the one in the middle seems to be a real the most popular at the moment but then That's I've incredible. got some other ones available as well mm -hmm. so it's so yeah as you can see here and then there's another one which uh, I'm absolutely over the moon with, which is a like an Uncle Sam uh, uh, got it. approach. On. There we yes, go. Yes, this one. Yeah, <laughs> just getting tweaked that one to have uh, a bit shinier gold. Uh, but this is this is Cole that's that's done these. I mean, he's such an incredible guy. I mean, he said, "Well, I can't. You're someone that I grew up with, Carl. You made such an impact on." on my life and I'm just like wow you know he's he's donating these to me and I I just want to use them maybe I'll do a poster eventually but I I just I'm just thrilled with the whole look and, and as I say they are 
people have said they couldn't even find anything as nice as this in the shops, which is very flattering. Yeah. But I, I'm just that perfectionist that I want things to be so right for the fans and for myself and that they will, they will treasure, you know, uh, and, and wear them and enjoy them like I am. Yeah. Just no, I mean, these are fantastic. <laughs> these are, again, another treasure trove of, of different Batman 89 related merchandise that, uh, you know, people can, now, now they know. They, now they know yes. who's in the suit, who's behind the mask for this. Yes. Thank you for, for allowing me this opportunity. As I say, it, it's I love the way it's all been done with these slides and to be able to talk through things sequentially in that way. And, and um, you know, it, it's fabulous because it gives people not only the, the, the narrative, the dialogue, but they, they've got the images as well to, to marry the two together. And that's that's what you really need, and and mm -hmm. I've loved it. I really have loved it. Loved awesome. I'm, 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 it's been an honor to to have you on here. Is there is there anything else you'd like to say to the fans or anyone listening? Well, just thank you so much for 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 all your your love and your your appreciation. Uh, I'll give that back to you as well, and and just um, you know, there there is a new chapter in in my life which you you may be hearing about where I've, I've ah. got a a manager now, and I'm. I'm I want to get to the States desperately, you know, I, I uh, missed an opportunity, if you like, previously, but I want to get out and be there for people to see, you know, and, and to talk with and to sign things and have opportunities and whatever. So, you know, I think there is some, I won't give it away just yet, but I think there's something coming up in October, but I'd love to do as much as I can. I see this now as a, a, a new chapter in my life which is very very exciting and uh, I, I just want to do more and more and more to keep this all because i know there are as there's, there's like reeves you know sean reeves there's, there's a lot of the people that the 89 is the most iconic that the the yeah. the most favorite if you like and and it will never go and i, I can just allow people those opportunities so uh, of course. That's that's the future with with Carl Newman Ballet Bat anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, we look forward to meeting you in person in one of those uh, you know one of those things that you're describing. Well, so me too, Ben, and, and, and you know just to say I really thank you and Andrew and your assistants for doing such a wonderful job of of putting mm -hmm. this together and and uh, you know it, it's been a real honour for me. It, it really has. So thank you, and uh, I look forward to that opportunity in person as well. Me too. <laughs> so please follow Carl on uh, the social media account, Ballet Bat 1989. And as usual, that is superhero stuff you should know. Thank you so much. Take care, awesome. everyone. Bye bye. Cheers. Bye. And you, Ben. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. Take care. Cheers. And you too. Bye bye. Okay. Bye. Oh, you must let me know as well, Ben, when it's all out. I'd love to. I will. Take a look. It will be uh, next month, not this upcoming Monday, but the Monday afterwards. Yes, uh, coinciding with the yes with the anniversary it'll be yeah the week of the anniversary we usually drop our episodes on monday so it'll be the monday of that week but it'll you know i'll put in the title you know batman 1989 anniversary and you know fans of the movie know that's the week of the anniversary anyway they don't need me to tell them but just you know, <laughs> the algorithm and stuff so uh no i mean it's, this is this has been fantastic for uh you know for for me personally as the one um who's been interviewing so this is uh, I think it's going to be a real treat for the people watching. Yeah.
Oh, I know. I'm just to say I've I've loved every moment of it. I really have. So um, it's going to be a fantastic job. I know you what you've done. So I look forward to it very much. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I, I know it's getting. Uh, I know it's getting late over there. I saw I saw things progressively get darker on your end. So I'm like, oh man, I don't know. <laughs> it's fine, honestly. I'm, I'm the bat. You know, I stay up. I stay up late. I'm nocturnal. Okay. No. <laughs> well, I hope you can find some food during this time over there. I don't know where you're at. But... <laughs> no problem. <laughs> you take care. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Take care. Thank you. Cheers, then you. Bye bye, Ben. Yeah. Cheers now. Bye. Cheers. Bye. bye. <laughs> All right. Big thanks to our research assistant, Dan, for putting together all of the visuals on this uh, for Carl and myself for this. And uh, let's go on to the fan comments. This is weird because I'm not used to doing this by myself, but I'm going to do the best I can. So first comes from Brandon Spain uh, saying, These concept art sometimes makes me wish Tim Burton would make a stop motion Batman movie instead. Brandon is referring to the Tim Burton concept art on the 1985 unmade Batman script treatment that we went over. Brandon says, Maybe with the help of Henry Selleck on the stop motion Batman. That would have been interesting if they ended up doing a stop motion Batman, Tim Burton animated version of uh, that, uh, that 1985 script. So that's awesome, Brandon. Uh, love your guys' work as always. Thank you. Uh, next one comes from Ibisuno92 saying, I'm mainly a lurker since when I discovered your channel a year ago, uh, but allow me to thank you again for the quality content that you put out. Your love for Batman 89 is limitless, as you can see from this episode. Uh, and I look forward to more stuff from you. Ben and Andrew, you are the core of superhero stuff you should know. Stay awesome. Thank you very much for that. Uh, last comment comes from Luce Camera A. Desenhe saying, Hello, guys. How I miss these videos about 89's drafts or any of the 90s Batman Saga's drafts. Fascinating stuff. This is going to be a fun one. Keep them coming. Thank you for that, Luce. So, uh, obviously, I kept these to the Batman 89-related stuff in honor of the anniversary that is this weekend. I, can't, I really couldn't think of a better way to celebrate than having Carl on here. Moving on to shout-outs to the Patreon supporters. Like Andrew, I'm just going to read the last line uh, of these, but the full list of our Patreon supporters and other supporters is on the video version. So, our latest Patreon patrons, big thanks to Benjamin V, good first name, Chris F., Pleasure meeting you on our fan meetup or for the $10 uh, Patreon, Chris. Uh, Michael S. and Wyatt M. Uh, and then our other supporters are also listed in the video. Uh, join the Shasta Army. The $1 tier, they'll get you a shout-out in the episode. Or you can get, join the $5 tier. That is $5 every month. You'll get a whole new show on Fridays, exclusive only to the $5 patrons, where basically... Andrew and I shoot the shit, talk about deeper dives into other episodes, have our own topics, things that are uh, sometimes related to the main show, sometimes not related to the main show. Uh, but you'll kind of have a whole extra podcast at that. That is $5 for the whole month, which gets you access to the entire backlog and the new episode. So don't think of it as you paying $5 per episode because that would be ridiculous on that. So that could be the $5 members only Patreon feed. And there's also the $10 tier where in addition to the shout out that you get with the $1, in addition to the $5 show that you get each week, you also get a monthly live show, a meetup where you can meet with Andrew and me and talk about all sorts of stuff related to fandom about that month. Trailers, we react to music videos that we've done in the past that we'll probably cut down on that because of copyright stuff. And, uh, you know, we just have fun and you get to enjoy a conversation with us and be part of the show in a way. 
In the meantime, you can also get Superhero Stuff Pod merch. We have a Redbubble store. We have a Threadless. We, our Redbubble is superhousepod.redbubble.com, as well as superherostuffpod.threadless.com, where you can get all sorts of merch, shower curtains even of our faces. You've got the Ben Man of me. You've got the Indeed Wizard of Andrew. And you've also got the Zacula of Zach. And these are all done by Stefan Santa Cruz for the art. Uh, in the meantime, you can also send us an audio of you saying anything very similar to even something like Carl talking about how you are listening to superhero stuff you should know. We'll take that. Any of that. Andrew is feeling the dearth of the lack of audio. So please, guys, send it to us over at superhousepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow Andrew on Instagram at Twitter at ThunderWolfDrew as well as ThunderWolfLives on YouTube. He covers all sorts of stuff like Japanese culture, language, gaming-centric content. ThunderWolfDrew.com is his portfolio in one place, except for Amino Recon. That is his upcoming short, AminoRecon.com. It is his R-rated Takatsu original sci-fi show. He is in pre-production for Think Power Rangers, Think X-Files, Think Stranger Things. It is not a fan film. It is an R-rated type of Power Rangers, X-Files, Stranger Things type of thing. There will be an Indiegogo campaign. And the poster here is done by our former co-host, Zach. I say former because he's currently on leave here. Uh, and in the meantime, shout out to Comic Capital on Instagram, as well as the Everything Entertainment Club on Clubhouse. You can follow our social media on Twitter. We're Superhouse Pod. Instagram, Superhero Stuff Pod. TikTok, Superhero Stuff Pod. Vero, Superhero Stuff Pod. My website is benwanrider.com, where you can read a whole variety of other scripts. My Gotham script is called Gotham Vampire, where young Bruce faces off against the Mad Monk, as well as my spec script for Elementary called The Death of Sherlock Holmes, a modern update on the classic story, The Adventure of the Dying Detective. And probably my final one out of these exercises, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Disneyland, the Curb episode they could never make, where Larry goes to Disneyland. My YouTube channel is in the description below, where you can also check out my project, Doctor Who, The Ronin of Time an audio drama I write, narrate, edit, thumbnail by our assistant Dan. This is Doctor Who, the eighth Doctor, meets Miyamoto Masashi in ancient Japan. So check that out. My personal Instagram is Ben Juan Ryder. My son's Instagram, my cat, my, my son Alfie is at Alfie Pennyworth Cat. And if you have an Alfie or a peanut like Andrew, then you can get the whisker box, the only cat box for the crazy cat lady and gent. And if you don't have a cat, but you have a dog instead, that's okay. You can get the Bark Box, y'all. Give your dog exactly what they want with the Bark Box. We have a promo link. Basically, you get the first month off for free, valued at $35 with the promo link that we have. You can get that at superherostuffpod.com slash shop. Get Amazon affiliate links that we've got here. You can get your own Keaton Funko of Batman from the 1989 movie. You could also pretend that it's Carl. Up to you. But you can add to your collection, and you can also help us out a little bit as well using the links from superherostuffpod.com slash shop. And of course, last but not least, Manscaped, y'all. Get 20% off plus free shipping by using the promo code Johnson's Ballsack at manscaped.com. Get the Platinum Package 4.0 that we talked about in the in the mid-tier break. And as I said, and as, as I said, basically in that break and in this promo here, to cut the brass tax, it'll make your dick look better. So go get it. The Platinum Package 4.0. Promo code Johnson's Ballsack at manscaped.com. Get your 20% off plus free shipping. And in the meantime, we want you to do us a favor. We want you to tell all your friends. About it.